0: Now, oh, how should I... What, what is your official title here? Huh.
1: <laughs> if I, because depends on it, which one. Well, I have lots of titles, you know. Um, what would be the good one for this? Because if 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 I just, if I just call you Carl, it has less weight to it, and the, you know
0: what I'm saying. If, if I'm so, like I, Grandmaster Carl, people are like, "Whoa, this is a heavy show." Like Carl says one thing, Grandmaster Carl was way more heavy. People will feel a lot better about
1: what they're doing. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, I, I guess I got lots of titles, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, my, my students, uh, you know, the, they call me C. Joe, which means kind of like founding grandmaster. Oh, wow. Because I, I was the founding grandmaster of my particular system. Um, I'm a doctor, I'm a you know, licensed clinical psychologist, so... My clients, patients call me Doctor Totten. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. Some people have called me, you know, re- Reverend Reverend Doctor Totten. Oh, wow. Professor, I, I, I'm a chair of a department of psychology, so they're Professor Totten. Wow! You know, so I, I have I have a zillion titles. <laughs> so, <laughs> a a yeah, I like, my, C. Joe. My, I like C. Joe I like Cjo. I like Cjo too. I think that yeah. sounds that sounds Cjo. Lu Kai Lu. What's
2: this Tao all about? What's this Tao all about? You're listening to. What's this Tao all about?
0: See Joe. Explain to me and the audience here what is the DAP?
1: That's a great question. I hope there's a great answer, too. <laughs> you know, so I, I mentioned to you that, you know, some old man came into my school once, many years ago, and just to get out of the sun, I'm sure, and yeah. have a place to sit down. It's and he, very hot, hot here. It, yeah, It's warm here in the valley. So he was sitting down, he's looking around, he's going, what is this place? And so I tried to explain, well, you know, this is a school where we teach things that come from the philosophy of Taoism. You know, I teach Tai Chi, and I teach about philosophy and Chinese medicine, and all of these things, you know, have to do with balance and harmony and, you know, being in touch with yourself and nature, you know, things like that. And he mm. goes... Well, that's very interesting, but uh, what's this Tao all about? (laughs) (laughs) And he kept asking that question. What's this Tao all about? And so I I, I often try to ask myself, uh, because people call and text me and You get a a
0: text saying, what is the the Tao?
1: People want to know, what is Tao? What is Tao? Um, And as we know, Lao Tzu, or someone, or someone's, many uh, centuries ago wrote a, a book uh, of the Dao, the Dao De Ching, uh, supposedly explaining what's this Dao all about. Right. I think, uh, I think we have a name for our show here. <laughs> what's this Tao all about? <laughs> I've been thinking about writing a book with that title, actually. I, love I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. You know, the word Dao, depending on how it's translated, means something like the way, or the path, uh, or a road. It's really kind of a series of ideas, concepts, precepts, if you will, about how to live a life that's balanced in harmony with one's own nature yeah. and with the greater nature. Yeah. Uh, one of the things Taoists always look at, I think, really nicely is the big picture, the macrocosm, and the bi- little picture, your life, right. your thoughts, your feelings, your existence, uh, the microcosm and how those two things connect and balance each other I think is something that every human being has questions about. Right. What human being, thinking human being, because some human beings don't really think yeah, that much, yeah. but what thinking human being doesn't have questions about uh, who am I, why am I here, what's the purpose of my life, where did I come from, and where am I going? Yeah. And I think that in my opinion that's what the Tao Te Ching is here to give us uh, not a, not an answer, but guidelines for each individual to really find those answers for themselves. You know, there are no Taoist evangelists. Yeah. You know, they won't. <laughs> Taoists we, we don't we not come to your door. You know, asking for um, you know you to believe anything or asking for handouts on on Saturday morning or something. You'll you'll never find a Taoist anywhere in the world uh, doing that. Yeah, um, there, there are very few Taoist uh, establishments uh, out there, and in, in, at least in the United States, uh, I, I, I dare you to go try to find a, a Sunday service on Taoism. Right. <laughs> Wait, the thing I liked—I I w- was—I was reading a book.
0: I was studying up for this podcast, and uh, what what I really enjoyed is the again, there, there, there's no evangelizing. Uh, there's no uh, punishment for not. Getting with, I mean, the the punishment is maybe le- leading a less fulfilling life, right? Yes. yes. But uh, the, the the idea of the Tao was that it's basically here is this book, try it, uh, it will work for you, and you will continue practicing it. Yes. It's no, if you don't practice this, you're going to burn in hell, or you know, you're not going to go to heaven, or anything like that. It's yes. just like this works. Try it out. People dig it. You know, and that I find that much more comforting than here, you know, carrots and sticks. I'm going to whack you with a (laughs) stick if you don't get into this. How do you genuinely learn something if it's on the other end is punishment? It's not a genuine experience, I feel, but this is like, here, take it or leave it.
1: Exactly, exactly. You know, Taoism is very strange in one sense. Most philosophical and spiritual and certainly religious practices have a set of beliefs. Yeah. And if you don't believe in these things, then something negative is going to probably happen to you. Right, And certainly you won't gain admission into the exalted uh, status of being a follower of, of their system unless you testify, right. sometimes literally, yeah. <laughs> that you believe. I believe in this and I believe in that. Taoists uh, have none of that. Yeah. Um, but instead, this idea that... There are certain things about this world, about this universe, that are constant. For example, one day follows the next. We know that this day has a beginning, it's gonna have a middle, it's gonna have an end, and then, seamlessly, it blends right into the next day. Yeah. And every day, the sun rises, Thank goodness. And <laughs> <laughs> so far it has. So far. So good. You know, I'm not betting on it tomorrow, you but know, who knows? You know. For billions of years, you know, the world has turned. The sun is spinning around. And so there are repeatable patterns that we know. And when it's hot, what should we do? we should probably do something to make sure that we stay relatively cool. Right. When it's freezing cold, we probably need to do something to get a little bit warmer. These ideas, that notion what I just mentioned, uh, as the Chinese would say, yin and yang, yin, the, something that's more cool, that's more quiet, that's more gentle, yang, something that's more fiery, warmer, hotter, active, activity, passivity the sun, the moon, the day, the night. These notions are part and parcel of really what Lao Tzu, the purported writer of the Tao Te Ching, I think was getting at. And if we can live our life in harmony with these ongoing natural cycles, we're going to be much more fulfilled. We're going to be happier. And if we don't, if we cling to one end or another, no, I only want the day. I only want the hot I only want, want, you know, and that's beginning to sound familiar too, I want this, I want that, and I need something to be a certain way. Once we get attached to extremes, at one end or the other, that's when life tends to become very unfulfilling and challenging. And I think that the Tao Te Ching for centuries now has given us kind of a Uh, a little gentle nudge in the right direction. (laughs) Yeah, again, there's there's no hard and fast rules in this text, but there are gentle nudges to think about things. Now, do you find that
0: because there are no hard and fast rules, that it's actually almost more difficult for someone to be a, a cultivator of the Tao versus thou shalt not do this, thou shalt not do that, and have this really rigorously prescribed way of living versus... How am I going to find harmony in today? Yes. How am I going to be grateful today? How, you know, it, it feels much more challenging, but then again, maybe it's more worth it in some way if it is more challenging.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I agree. It is more challenging because, I, I, you know, a, a famous psychologist, Eric Fromm, years ago wrote a book called Escape from Freedom. Escape from Freedom, Mm. where he said that, you know, mankind's natural state of being should be free, to be free, but yet we run from it with a passion. We want other people or some other system or some book to tell us exactly what's right, what's wrong, what's true, what's false. And we escape, we, we, we don't want the responsibility, the total overwhelming awesome responsibility of having to find that out for ourselves. Yeah. And so we give up our freedom to other people, to other systems, to authorities to tell us what's real for us. And in my opinion, what the Tao Te Ching, what the Taoists have always done is said, look, it's all about you. It's about you existing as a consciousness in this universe. As far as you are concerned, the only reason this universe exists is because of you. Yeah. If you weren't here, none of this would exist for you. Yeah. And so if you are, in fact, the kind of source of, of your universe, then who is there out there to tell you how to live your life and right. what to do and what's right and what's wrong? And what's reasonable and what's not reasonable. Now, if you are conscious and paying attention, you're going to start to get feedback from others and from your environment about what's working, what's furthering. And you know, and we know there's a famous Taoist saying: "Everything furthers. Everything furthers." <laughs> what
0: was it that the uh, the Ken Kesey, like the the Merry Pranksters or whatever, they had the bus? That was further. I think was the name of the bus or the license <laughs> plate or something. So keep going. You know? I like that. Keep keeping on. You know, I like that. Um, so if if you were to you know at the onset of this uh, series of uh, podcasts we're going to put out, would there be a way that you could see that man uh, again that comes up to your uh, temple where, where we're we're sitting right now in Temple of North Hollywood and say, what's this DAO all about? Could you do it in a sentence? Could you do it in three sentences and quickly sum up what it is? For somebody who just grabbed this podcast out of nowhere and said, thought to themselves, what's this DAO all about? You know, are they going to talk in circles? Are they going to give me the answer <laughs> here,
1: you know? Uh, well, I don't know about answers, but we certainly will give, I think the DAO certainly offers direction. And guidance now now let's, let's go to the book for a second yeah. what is the very first thing out of Lao Tzu's mouth in the Tao Te Ching the Tao that can be spoken is not the eternal Tao what yeah, yeah. <laughs> right off the bat he's telling you that I can't tell you what this is <laughs> <laughs> and so if Lao Tzu can't tell us what this is far be it from little old me right. to try to tell you what the Tao is all about so we're, we're uh, gonna
0: we're gonna point in the direction of the Tao is what but we say. but we yeah. can
1: definitely point in the direction of the Tao and then you you will tell me what your Tao is all about what your way is all about you know one thing that is absolutely true is that not one human being on this earth is exactly like any other human being on this earth correct not one day on this earth is exactly like any other day on this earth. Not one second is exactly like any other second that ever existed, out of trillions and trillions. Now, what are we supposed to do with that? The fact that everything is in constant flux. Everything is continuously changing. And in fact, the ancient Taoist said many times over that the only constant in life is change. Right. But yet we as human beings we hate it. We can't stand change. Yeah. We give lip service to it. Oh, I like to change. I like to get better. I like to this. We're lying. Yeah. We hate change. We want to stay exactly the same because there's comfort and familiarity. Yes. yes. Uh, you know, if you have a place to live and you go back home today and it's still there and kind of looks the same way and hasn't burned down or something. You probably feel pretty good about yeah. that, right?
0: You know, I was I was getting yeah, I was I was getting frustrated with myself at a certain point where I thought I'd like to be a more consistent human being, right? And then I thought how ludicrous of an idea is that really to be with you know, in a world of constant flux with me just I just I just want that comfort of being a consistent person who maybe wakes up at the same time every day that maybe is in does all the things to put himself in the correct mood but you're really kind of you're kind of chasing the dragon right yes and I think to myself yes. other people feel very consistent to me right why am I feeling inconsistent I and mean, I realize that probably internally to them they're just as kind of wild and inconsistent <laughs> as one would think
2: What's this Tao all about is recorded at the Taoist Institute in North Hollywood, California. Check out the Taoist Institute.com. See their schedule of classes, including Taoist Meditation, Kung Fu, and Qigong. That's Taoist Institute.com.
0: Uh, before, we're going to get into a little bit later, we're going to get into um, a chapter of the Tao Te Ching. Uh, uh, but before we get into that Just so for people who just chimed in For the first time checking out this show um, uh, I am talking to uh, What was it What was, what was the, uh, the title we That I, maybe I decided on <laughs> Was it C. Joe? C. Joe C. Joe I'm talking to Carl Totten. Yes, and you are—you are, are you're a man of many different. Because I, so, uh, I said, "How should I refer to you on the show?" And you said, "I have many titles." <laughs> and uh, if you could list them, just so the people know who the heck we're talking mm-hmm. to and whether they should actually listen to us.
1: <laughs> okay. I, I was born in Los Angeles. One of the few, as it apparently seems.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, nobody hears from here. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. from
1: someplace else. Um, my parents moved here, I think, around 1940, something like that. Mm-hmm. My mom, 100 years old, oh, wow. actually. She'll be 101 this year. Oh, wow. Uh, so I, I must have good genes. Yeah, what, Longevity's what, what, in there somehow.
0: Does she attribute it to anything? Is, it, is she one of these people? There's always a the thing they go, how'd you live to be 100? They go, I eat bacon every day and smoke, <laughs> right? And then they, you know, the minute they quit eating bacon, that's when the Grim Reaper comes, you know?
1: I think she has a lot of people who love her. And I think uh. that has something to do with her longevity. Yeah. Uh, so I was born in LA, uh, went to local schools here, uh, eventually became interested in psychology. Uh, I, I got my you know bachelor's and master's degrees in kind of the helping professions, and then got a doctorate in clinical psychology at actually kind of a Christian university, Pepperdine uh-huh. University. Okay, yes, Melba. Did my doctoral dissertation on meditation and altered states of consciousness. Wow. That was fun. So I was able to put together... My chief interest, you know, the Tao, Taoism and meditation and Buddhist and Zen meditation, I was able to investigate that from a psychological perspective. Wow. Like, how how can meditation help people? And can meditation even be harmful? I wrote a whole dissertation about that. Oh, wow. Oh, I'd love to, okay. Make a note. We'll get into that later. We'll we'll talk about that sometime because my dissertation is interesting. I can actually stand to read it. (laughs) (laughs) People actually buy my dissertation. They find it interesting to read. But in the meantime, since about 15 uh, years old, I started studying martial arts, because what kid 15 doesn't want to learn about self-defense, right?
0: Or or Bruce Lee, right? And And Bruce Lee,
1: going, hey, that's cool. I want to be able to do that.
0: I want to be, you know, there's this kind of thing that I think in every 15 year old, or maybe other people, it's like you you want to be a superhero, right? Exactly. And it's almost like through spirituality, through martial arts, it's the closest. We can come to that in it's a way.
1: Ex- exactly. It's a clo- since you can't find a you know Taoist church out there, but you can find these people who know martial arts, and a martial art that maybe has been influenced by people who were Taoist priests yeah. and Taoist teachers. And so I found a martial arts teacher, and it just so happened that a lot of his teachers were very learned. One of them was a Taoist priest from China. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them was had studied with the chief abbot from the Shaolin Temple in China, which is a Zen Buddhist monastery. Another one of my teachers turns out to be a doctor of Chinese medicine. In fact, several of them are. And all of Chinese medical theory is permeated with ideas from the Tao oh, okay. completely.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and, and so as time went on, I learned that, you know, there's more here than just punching and kicking, and even yeah. health and exercise and self-defense. You, there's this philosophy here.
0: There's a root of it, so th- yeah.
1: Yeah, that's given me information about how to think about myself, how to think about my life, because it's really easy, I think, nowadays, to get confused uh, by life. You know, we have all these re- religious and f- philosophical and spiritual systems out there, but yet, look at the world it's a complete disaster. Yeah. It's a mess. Yeah. And, and, and and I think nowadays you have people turning away from a lot of those traditional sources of, you know, religion and you know, philosophical and spiritual systems, and they're looking for something else. And that something else, the first time I read the Tao Te Ching, I went, whoa. There is something here that right. I can feel, yeah, I can yeah, feel. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure exactly what it is, but I can feel it right right, and then I'm reading that this is the most widely translated book in the world after the Holy Bible, and I'm going, you know there must be a few other people that feel the same way I do yeah right yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so as time went on, you know, I became an, a teacher, I became a black belt, uh, there was a training program uh, at my school that taught about Taoism and taught about philosophy and taught about uh, meditation and qigong, you know, the kind of the Chinese word for yoga and meditation. And since my teachers also knew about herbs and Chinese medicine and acupuncture, I received a broad education in a lot of things.
0: Right. And uh, so, wow. I I, I was just saying, I was like from psychology, the Tao, Kung Fu, that's... uh, you know, mind, body, soul—the yes. whole, the whole package. Yeah, you know, I—I um, was, I, I was very fortunate. Yeah, I—I I came to the Tao because I was about twenty years old, and when you know, I, I was raised very staunch Methodist uh, Christian home, and so I always had part of me that was you know knowledgeable of spiritual things, or it was just a part of my routine, a part of my life, a part of my you know, a part of my conscious. And uh, when I was about twenty, a friend of mine. Uh, who later robbed me? Nope. But uh, yeah, he uh, he gave me the the Tao of Pooh, the, the book, and he he said you re- you really got to get into this. This is, this is good stuff. And so I read it, and it was like you know, the, the old saying: it scratched an itch I didn't know I had. Yes. And yes. I I read it, and I thought wow, because it it was it was like the teachings of the Tao were almost contrary to everything. You know you're learning in life, especially as a student. Every you know everything. The thing I really hit me was that in life we're 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 searching for the great reward, whether it's in you know tradition, you know kind of like Christian theology or Western theology. That you know eventually you're going to reach heaven. You do all these things and then you get it down the road, right? right. You you know you go to the school, you do this thing, and then you make your money, and then that's your delayed happiness, your delayed gratification. Yes. And the Tao was like, no, no, no. It's all here right now. Just, you know, you got to tune into it. (laughs) Yes. Right? You just got to adjust your frequency in life. And (laughs) it's right here. Yes. And that was one of the most powerful things in the world. So... I went on to read you know, a whole bunch of books about it. The, there was a, a temple in Amante that I, I mm-hmm. used to attend mm-hmm. and, uh, and and learn from a teacher there. And so it was something I was always into. And I kind of faded away from it. It's almost like you, you learn something and it, it just becomes part of your muscle memory. And you don't even know you're practicing it or knowing it. And then recently I was online and I wanted to find a podcast about Taoism to reacquaint myself with Mm. the ideas Mm. and I couldn't find anything so I thought I do podcasts Uh, I've done a bunch of successful like (laughs) comedy podcasts I thought Uh how about I do one myself I go but I don't know enough (laughs) about it so maybe I can find somebody really smart that knows about this and I (laughs) could learn from him and put it out and, and see what happens so I found found you uh, I like it so, so no not soju that's the Korean uh, alcohol see Joe see Joe Carl I found you and uh, luckily you're here to, to sit with me so
2: the first verse of the Tao Te Ching the Tao that can be told is not the eternal Tao The name that can be named is not the eternal name. The Tao is both named and nameless. As nameless, it is the origin of all things. As named, it is the mother of ten thousand things. Ever desireless, one can see the mystery. Ever desiring, one sees only the manifestations, and the mystery itself is the doorway to all understanding.
0: So the, the Tao Te Jing for people who are new, is what, 88? Is it 88 kind of poems or verses? 81. 81. Oh, there we go. They'll learn something new here. <laughs> 81, and it starts off with the first verse, and we're, we're going to take this apart here
1: for people. Right. The Tao that can be told or the Tao that can be spoken is not the eternal Tao. is how it's written, how it's... Frequently translated, and there are many, many, many different translations of those words. But you know, think about human. Think about your life. Is is everything about you reducible to what someone or even you could say? No.
0: No. I, I surprise myself all the time. All the time. I, yeah. Yeah.
1: Every human being is like that. Yeah. But yet, when we dialogue and talk to each other, we're using words. Words which are utterly inadequate to convey who we are, what we're really experiencing, even what you're really thinking. Yeah. There's no way you could put into words everything that goes through your brain.
0: And it's like your your brain is limited by the vocabulary that you have for exactly. things. Exactly. It only goes so far like there are think, there are thoughts you have which are kind of uncategorizable because you don't have the words for them. Yes. You know, and you, you, you can describe something but you're 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 very limited. You know, you know, think about the most dynamic human being you know. It, they're impossible to translate. And, and, and even yourself, there's some things that come out of my mouth sometimes. Well, I don't know <laughs> who the hell said it, right? So, uh, yes. So I, and, and also words work to kind of differentiate one thing from the other when, when really in many ways they are connected.
1: And, and Lao Tzu said also in that first chapter, he said the nameless, that which can't be spoken is in fact the beginning of heaven and earth, the okay. nameless. And so Taoism, I think, is a way to open ourselves up to the possibilities that we are more than what we can just talk about. Right. And so Taoists have always put a huge emphasis on being direct experiencers of one's own nature and the greater nature about us. And by paying attention to that, By being cognizant and just being aware of that, it adds flavor and richness and and dynamic experience to something that otherwise can be very frustrating by just trying to reduce ourselves to the spoken word. Uh We are more than what we speak. And the Tao is trying to plumb those depths and make it rich and exciting and allow us each to live fully from that nameless place. That's what the Tao is all about.
0: Now, let's see here. Do we have a copy where we can read the entire...
1: Oh, I, have, I have several translations here, but yes. Okay. <laughs> it's real nice. It has nice photographs. Well, well it's, like that, a, it's
0: written in Chinese, so that's not going to do me any good. Okay, wait. Okay, wait. No, here's, <laughs> okay. The Tao that can be told is not the eternal Tao. Exactly what we were speaking. The name that can be named is not the eternal name. The nameless is the beginning of heaven and earth. The named is the mother of the 10,000 things. Now I when I when when I read that, I think of the 10,000 things and it's kind of like a metaphorical idea for the vastness and the richness of the universe of creation. Yes. And I think like the nameless is the beginning of heaven and earth, the named is the mother of the 10,000 things. So the in in my interpretation, the nameless is almost that field that void, if you think about like the big Bang, right, yes. there is nothing, and then the mother of ten thousand things, things, the multitude of things of <laughs> named things of unnameable <laughs> things, all spewed out yes and and, and, and that 's why I see that there's such a it's I feel the Tao is some—it's a metaphorical way of describing these big, huge things. And it, it feels like to me like it's in alignment with science and everything that empirically people go out and try to learn about the world. Yeah. The Tao is speaking about it yes. just in a way that anybody can get, hopefully. Yeah. Um the named is the mother of the ten thousand things. So I think about the Big Bang. I think about the variations of life. You know, uh, the spectrum that everything exists on. Yes. And then I, the part that just gets me is, you know, ever desireless, one can see the mystery. Mm. Ever desiring, one can see the manifestations. And I'll, I'll tell you how I feel about that, and then you uh, you give me your opinion. And I think that desireless one sees the mystery. Like if I if I come to you and I have my own preset ideas of who you are based on you know psychographic data, social status, ethnicity, if I come to you with all those things i 'm creating a self fulfilling prophecy in my own mind yes. of and and then i 'm going to start looking for them for you to validate me right. in some way so i 'm never going to ever get to the root of you to the truth of you, or learn about you because i 'm only I'm I'm going I'm looking at you with desire and so then I'm only seeing the manifestations. Right. Now desireless if I just sit back and I mirror who you are or whatever, I will I will gain ten thousand things. And it's a it's about preconceived notions, mm-hmm. um, what's the term? Self fulfilling prophecy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the Tao teaches you to step back from that. Yes. Which I, seems impossible. Yes.
1: I, I like that word you used a little while ago. Field. The Tao is very much like a field. You know, if you go out into the countryside and you look at a huge open field that apparently has n- nothing there, mm-hmm. but yet, if we care for that field or if nature cares for it and provides it with a certain amount of sunlight and oxygen and water, you know, just some very basic elements. After a while, that field will be teeming with thousands of different life forms. Yeah. There'll be plants, and there'll be trees, and there'll be animals, and there'll be insects, and there'll be microbes. There'll be things we can't even imagine are there. By the millions, by the yeah. millions, out of this, quote, empty field. Right. Dadao is very much like this so-called empty field, but yet holds the potential for everything. Yeah. That's the mystery out of nothing, out of mystery, manifest the all.
2: Right.
1: And if we don't think that, like you said, come in with preconceived notions that, oh, I'm going to find this or that. See, because if we look for just this or that, that's all we can find. Yeah. But if we're open to the fact that this can actually become anything, it's unlimited, then we, we just have the power of discovery right you know taoists they're curious yeah we're, we're, we want to we just want to we want to learn and the only way to really learn is to kind of wipe the deck right keep it clean and allow things to just manifest according to everything's individual nature because everything has its own individual Tao, its own individual way but it's frequently stymied by those expectations that you mentioned
0: and now and and when, when I guess if you agree with this, we, we stymie our own development, our own Tao all by the, having these preconceived notions and, 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 and locking ourselves into holes and, and killing our own potential yes. in a way.
1: We escape from our own freedom yeah. indeed, all the time because many people are trying to, their concept of who who I am is based on who I think you want me to be right. or who society thinks I should be oh, you're a male, oh, you're this, you're that, therefore you should, there's that should again, you should be this way or that way. But what if your own true nature is not that way? Well, either you're going to have to deny your nature or deny other people's expectations. Now, which one do you you choose to do? Uh, the Tao, I think, is, has our back. The book of the Tao. Can we call the show that? The Tao has your back. <laughs> it's okay to be who you are. Right. And to explore that, I tell people all the time that the, Tao, the Taoist is a scientist. What, what it, True science. What is a true scientist attempting to do? To discover new things and through that process of discovery to find out more about life and about existence, right? Right. And how does a scientist do that? A scientist conducts experiments. So we as human beings, every day, as these kind of scientists of the Tao, we should be doing experiments every day, trying out what we deeply connect with inside and seeing what the results will be. Some things will turn out, some things won't, but you know as long as as long as we think that we really are scientists we either we discover something and benefit from that or we learn that that was not the way yeah and then we try something else mm-hmm. and through empirical experiments we come to find what works for us in each and every living moment, knowing that every second is completely different. And scientists also have a hypothesis, right? They have ideas. And so the purpose of the experiment is to prove or disprove the hypothesis. Right. And Now,
0: now a, a scientist with a hypothesis is going in with a preconceived notion, right? Mm-hmm. But
1: but based on what's been done before. But the, their
0: desire is for the truth, not... For a specific result, a, a true it, it, scientist, it, it, right? It should be.
2: <laughs> I think yeah, Sometimes right. it is. Like, but it should I
0: want to prove this. Yeah. I'll go do this. But a true great scientist goes, "What's what's going to happen?" Right. And, and if it's not what I wanted, I will right. abide by that truth. And, and and
1: that that's why true science is skeptical. Yeah. You know they don't they don't really want to believe in anything too much uh, from the get go, because. They're open to being surprised. yeah, And a Taoist is open to being surprised every yeah. second. You know, one of my Taoist teachers said that uh, that a Taoist, a real Taoist, is curious. And beca- and out of curiosity, we do all of these interactions, experiments to try to uh, n- learn things, to know things. And then when we do, then we can relate to them with compassion. Yeah. And when you relate to things with compassion, you accept things as they are. You, they don't have to fit into any preconceived notions, you know. It just is what it is. Yeah. And that openness, that compassion, I think is is part of the day, the the, the virtue that motivates the Tao Te Ching. This book of virtue. Yeah. That is the virtue. Being able to accept things as they are with compassion.
0: And we're going to get into the day in a, on another show. Yeah. get into that. Um, let's see, just to wrap up this. Um, these two spring from the same source, but differ in name. This appears as darkness. Now I'm not sure what what Tao's what, what <laughs> getting at here, but These two spring from the same source, but differ in name.
1: Okay. Everything comes from somewhere.. Yeah. Okay. same source, right? Everything comes from somewhere. But there are things that we can name and label, right? Those are the 10,000 things, the things that manifest that we can talk about. And then there are other things that are in this kind of void space that allows for potential. Okay. You know, there, there's there, there's a notion so, in many systems, including Taoism, of something called alchemy. Okay. Alchemy means you take a, a piece of this, and a piece of that, uh, and separate, you know, they have their own identity. But you put those two things together, voila! Yeah, you have something brand new.
0: And it's right? it's like the sum yeah. of the sum of the parts where you have like great musicians come together and something else happens. Exactly. Right. It's that exactly. it's that weird alchemy, that it, unexplained exactly. field everybody gets on. To,
1: that's that's the magic. Yeah. And Taoists are into magic in that sense. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> darkness within darkness. The gate to all mystery. Yes. So the yes. mystery, what is the specific
1: mystery they're speaking of? Is it just the... The mystery is some anything that is unknown because it hasn't happened before is a mystery. Yeah. And the Tao explicitly allows for the mysterious, the magical to happen all the time. Out of that interaction of things that perhaps were known springs something that is completely new and different. Something that previously was mysterious, but now that it has emerged out of the darkness, now we can appreciate it. Ah. And appreciation uh, is a is a core concept, I believe, that permeates this book of the Tao. Being able to relate to things with compassion, with openness, with humility, is uh, I, I think something that people sense when they read the Tao. That there's something humble about this, yes. but at the same time, something magnificent. About this. The uh, famous Chinese philosopher Confucius himself, yeah. when he met Lao Tzu, he was struck dumb. He couldn't even speak. And, and he came, later he said, Today I met a dragon. Oh. The mysterious Lao Tzu. Yeah. Uh, and that changed his entire thinking. Oh, wow. And so the mystery, allowing things to, at, at first, that we don't quite understand, we don't get. But allowing them to just develop in its own time, in its own way, that openness to allowing things just to become what they will be, is, I think, a key at the heart of the Tao. And letting we're... things become what they'll what they'll be, letting th- you know, they always you always hear about going with the flow. Yeah, it's like water, and there's a whole chapter on water in the Tao. W- water, it, it fertilize it 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 feeds the fields. It, it, al- it allows all life on Earth to exist. It doesn't impose itself on anything. It seeks, in fact, the lowest level, yeah. right? It doesn't you know, try to just rise except as steam, yeah. which becomes air. But in its solid form, it, it actually seeks the lowest path. It follows gravity.
0: And, w- and um, we're going to get to that on show two. Yes. On yes. show
1: two. So we'll, we'll,
0: we'll let that be a teaser. Uh, for show two when we discussed the concept of Wu Wei yes correct so uh, we're going to be back uh, next week with another show uh, my name is Todd Perry and C. Joe Carl Carl Totten Carl Totten and uh, yes, yeah, so uh, thank you so much for checking out the show and uh, we'll, we'll be
1: back what's this DAO all about
2: yeah <laughs> To learn more about the show, check us out online at whatsthisdow.com. Follow the show on Twitter at whatsthisdow. Follow Todd Perry on Twitter at Todd A. Perry. Now, don't follow leaders and watch your parking meters. Wow. Really? <laughs> <laughs>